Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Mem Gimel, Gitin 43a, pagination is 85. We're doing a piece of Gemara that is related to the case of Shifcha Harufa. It's a topic that not everyone is familiar with, but it is a clear pasuk in Parshas Kedoshim. That's Vayikra Yudtes Chaf, chapter 19, verse 20. And as Rashi there tells us, the case is that a woman who is a Shifcha Kananis, a slave woman, who has been half freed, and therefore, she's only half slave, and she's half free. Meureses le'eved ivri. And an eved ivri, a Jewish man, made an effort to do kiddushin with her. Now, what's so fascinating about this kiddushin is that only half of her is available for kiddushin because only half of her is free. We discussed this case in the previous sessions where she was owned at one point by two partners and one of the partners freed her, so she became a regular Jewish woman in that half of her, but the other half remains as a Shivcha Kananis, a slave woman. This Evid Ivri, this Jewish man, is marrying the part that's free, because that's the only part you could do Kiddushin in. And what's interesting, if you choose the case of Evid Ivri, is that an Evid Ivri is the one person who could be with her, because as a Jewish slave to a Jewish master, the Jewish master has the right to give him a Shivcha Kananis to live with. And that's described in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim. He's also eligible to marry a regular Jewish woman. So he's able to live with this woman either way, whether she's a Shivcha Kananis or she's a Baschorin. Therefore, he's a, in a unique position. But really, it doesn't. it's not limited to an Eved Ivri. Any Jewish man that tries to do Kiddushin with this woman is going to create an anomaly in Halacha where he's trying to essentially marry half a woman. The Gemara tells us, counting into the wide lines, about eight lines, Dorash Rabba Barav Huna. Rabba Barav Huna initially taught the same way that if you take a regular woman and offer her half Kiddushin, half of her should be married to you. That's nothing. There's no such thing as half Kiddushin. Similarly, Rabbi Barafuna taught a woman who's half free and you try to do Kiddushin with her, it's nothing. Amalei Rav Chista, Rav Chista objected. He said, Midami, it's not comparable. Hosem shayo bikinyano. 
over there by a regular woman that you try to only marry half of her. You're withholding your Kenyan. You're only doing your Kiddushin part way. And that makes it faulty. Over here, he didn't withhold anything. He wants to marry her in her entirety. And, she, and he married whatever was available. Only half of her was available. So Rabbi Baravuna retracted his statement and he said, A person does not succeed in Torah until he makes a mistake. And he stated the new teaching. Even though trying to marry half a woman doesn't work. But if you're trying to marry a half-slave, half-free woman, and you're trying to marry the entire amount of her that's available, it works. And he explained, as Rav Chista argued, over there by a regular woman trying to marry half of her is withholding in your kinyan. Over here, you're not withholding your kinyan. You're trying to do it in its entirety. And therefore, we have a machlokis over here, which is outlined on this daf. What would be in a kiddushin of trying to marry a woman that we've been describing in the past three sessions, a woman whose chatzi shivcha, chatzi beschorin, only half of her is available for Kiddushin. As Rashi and Amadez explains, one viewpoint is going to be that the initial Kiddushin on half will expand once the second half becomes available. And she'll be totally married to this first person who married her while she was still half-slave. And another viewpoint says, once she becomes free in her entirety, and totally removes the original Kiddushin. She's a new person, as if she was just born. And if someone new would come along, she would be Mikudeshes Lesheni. Mikudeshes to the second person. The Rambam, at least according to one understanding of the Rambam, seems to indicate that the Kiddushin of the first person is not complete because he's only able to marry half of her. And that's not true legitimate Kiddushin. In the case of Shivcha Harufa, she's not considered an Ashes Ish with a capital punishment associated with her. If she would fool around with someone else, the person would have to bring a Karban, but it would not be capital punishment. And the Rambam seems to indicate, again, at least according to one understanding of the Rambam, that if that man who did Kiddushin on her when only half was available would continue living with her, then that would consummate the marriage and he would be totally married to her. The Rambam compares it to marriage with an underage girl, which was sometimes done so that she would be cared for and wouldn't be vulnerable in society. 
but it's not a real marriage until she becomes bas mitzvah and he continues in the marriage. And at that point, she would become truly married to him. If he doesn't continue, she's really eligible to end up with a different person. What's clear from this discussion is that even if we accept that it's a machlokes and it's undecided whether she's married to the first person who married her when she was only half available or she's married to the second person who might come along and decide to give her kiddushin before the first person continued in his marriage now that she's totally available after the second master frees her, either she's married to the first or she's married to the second. There certainly is no such thing as a woman being married to two men. Which prompts Rav Chista, one line up from the bottom, to make the following statement. Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista said, a woman who was half slave, half free. And she accepted Kiddushin to a man, Reuven, and then she was freed. Remember, we're not 100% clear whether by being freed, the Kiddushin of Reuven is nispashet and expands upon her, or if the Kiddushin of Reuven really goes off and it's on standby, if he continues being with her, then it'll be a good Kiddushin. But until then, she's not really married to Reuven. And therefore, V'chozrov and Iskatcha Shimon, in the interim, she went and accepted Kiddushin from Shimon, who happens to be Reuven's brother. What's clear is that Shimon is an eligible suitor to this woman, even though Ruvain was perhaps on some level married to her, and if it was a real marriage, it would be an Ashes Ach, and Kedushin would not be Chal. But Ruvain had something in half of her, and now that she's totally available, Shimon goes ahead and does Kedushin. Umesu Shneim and now both Reuven and Shimon die. During their lifetime, it was inconclusive who she was married to. But now they're both dead, so that's irrelevant. Says Rav Chista Levi. She can do Yibum with the third brother, Levi. Because there is indeed a law that a woman who's coming from Yibum of two men, two brothers, cannot do Yibum to the third. So that, for example, if there was Mimer, if she was married to one brother, and then a different brother did Mimer, a Kiddushin Dirabanon, and now she's coming to the third brother as a result of a Kiddushin and a Mimer and a confusing case, we would not do Yibum. Over here, you could do Yibum, because manafshach. Either way, Yibum is appropriate. I kiddushin de Reuven kiddushin. If the kiddushin of Reuven is good kiddushin, kiddushin de Shimon lav kiddushin. Then the kiddushin of Shimon is nothing. 
the kedusha the shemen kedushin, and if you hold the kedushin of shemen are good, then kedusha deruven lav kedushin. Then she was like a katan shenolad. She was like born anew when the second master freed her, and the kedushin of Ruuvein is no longer applicable. Again, going back to basics, this is the complex case described as shivcha harufa, a woman who's half freed, and even though she's married to an Eved Ivri who's eligible to her, both on Shivcha Kenainis side and on Baschorin free side, nevertheless, it's not a true marriage because she's not totally available for regular Jewish marriage. And therefore, as the Pesach describes, if a man was with her during that time, it would not be the classic Eishes-ish capital offense and instead it's described as its own mitzvah, as a case where a special carbon would be brought as atonement. Yeshe thank you for joining.